There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 97.1 FM The Drive presents the Behind the Song Podcast, taking you deeper into classic rock's most timeless tunes. Here's your host, Janda. In this episode of Behind the Song, let's celebrate the start of spooky season as we ramp up to Halloween with a deep dive into the lyrics of Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. The song was released on the band's debut album, Talking Heads 77, in September of that year. It was actually written years earlier when three of the members, David Byrne, Tina Weymouth, and Chris France, were in art school together at the Rhode Island School of Design. Byrne and France were in a band called The Artistics while in school, and Weymouth, who was France's girlfriend at the time, was encouraged to learn to play bass after the three departed Rhode Island for New York City in 74. She did, and the group was finalized with the addition of Jerry Harrison, formerly the guitarist for Jonathan Richmond's Modern Lovers Band. Back in art school, Byrne had begun writing a song that he felt was a response to Alice Cooper, who was all the rage at the time. Byrne's observational take on public figures and pop culture has always been present in his approach to songwriting, and Psycho Killer is a prime example of that. Inspired by Alice Cooper, who was rightly known as the godfather of shock rock, Byrne wanted to incorporate the sense of horror, drama, and paranoia that Cooper traded in through the filter of the new wave sound that the Talking Heads would become known for. Tina Weymouth, who spoke some French, came up with the French lines in the song, saying that the words she chose were inspired by Norman Bates's character in the Alfred Hitchcock classic Psycho, a schizophrenic murderer, the mild-mannered Norman by day, giving way to the dark urges of his twisted psyche by dressing up as his own deceased mother and killing the ill-fated guests of the Bates Motel. The choice to use French words in the song adds to the overall idea that the lyrics are the inner voices of a psychopath, arguing among his split personalities as his impulses twitch stronger and stronger in his addled brain. The song was written a few years before its release in 1977, but now let's key in on the timeline to the year 1976, when one man started terrorizing New York City with a series of brutal slayings. David Berkowitz, known as the Son of Sam, the notorious serial killer who made eight separate attacks in the city from July of 1976 to July of 1977, killing six people with a 44 caliber pistol and wounding seven others, usually by walking up to a parked car and opening fire on the victims inside. He eluded police in one of the biggest manhunts in New York City history and famously wrote letters to the press and the police, taunting them about not being able to catch him and even giving clues to other crimes he committed, specifically arson. In these letters, he would refer to himself as Sam, the chubby behemoth, and Beelzebub, talking about how he was doing the bidding of Papa Sam, who lusted for the blood of young girls. In a letter purposely left near the bodies of two victims, he signed it, Yours in Murder, 
Mr. Monster. While these letters were initially held from the public, parts were permitted to leak to the press, who publicized the Son of Sam killer on every major newspaper headline. This led to Berkowitz becoming even bolder, writing more letters mocking the police even further, saying that he would buy all the guys working the case a new pair of shoes if they could ever catch him. This went on for a year, terrifying the public, while the police, the press, and Berkowitz played a horrific cat-and-mouse game on a very public stage. Berkowitz was finally arrested on August 10th of 1977, after a would-be victim, Cecilia Davis, escaped after becoming suspicious of a man in a leisure suit who appeared to be following her, holding a dark object in his hand while she was walking her dog. She ran away and was fired on, but the bullets missed. After she reported the incident to the police days later, they connected the dots. The 1970 Ford Galaxy that belonged to Berkowitz had been parked in the area on the night of Davis's escape, and they finally brought him in on August 10th, 1977. In his apartment, they found satanic graffiti on the walls and diaries that he'd kept with painstaking details about the hundreds of fires that he had set throughout New York City. At his confession, Berkowitz blamed his killing spree on his neighbor's dog, saying that the dog was possessed by a demon and commanded Berkowitz to kill because it needed the blood of pretty young girls. He was deemed competent to stand trial by psychiatrists, and he pleaded guilty. But in one last dramatic act at his sentencing, he tried to jump out of the seventh floor window of the courtroom, screaming that he would do it all again. Years later, he admitted that the dog story was made up and told his psychiatrist that he'd become a serial killer because he wanted to take revenge on the world. He was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for each murder to be served consecutively. He is now in his late 60s behind bars in New York State. After his arrest, Berkowitz sold his exclusive story rights and the Son of Sam laws were enacted. The laws require that any profits obtained from describing a crime be made available to the victims of the crime. David Berkowitz is, without a doubt, one of the most notorious serial killers in U.S. history. And Talking Heads certainly experienced this dramatic horror story in real time as citizens of New York City during his killing spree. And eerily, they had a song in their repertoire that seemed specifically written about Berkowitz even though it wasn't. On a side note, Psycho Killer is the only song on the Talking Heads 77 album that isn't credited solely to David Byrne. It literally says on the liner notes, all songs written by David except Psycho Killer, on which David got some help from Chris and Tina. That's key insight into the dynamic of the band, which France and Weymouth, long married now, recently divulged, showing Byrne in a less-than-favorable light as a very difficult band leader, to say the least. But back in 1977, they were about to set the new wave world on fire with their debut album and Psycho Killer, a song that was uncanny in its timing following the arrest of the Son of Sam in their adopted hometown of New York. It starts with a bass line by Weymouth that is immediately suspenseful, even dreadful. It sounds like a stalker in the night. And then the lyrics go like this. I can't seem to face up to the facts 
I'm tense and nervous and I can't relax. I can't sleep because my bed's on fire. Don't touch me. I'm a real live wire. Psycho killer. Keska say. Fa 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 fa. Better run away. In this introduction, we peer into the paranoia of a diseased mind. With the line, psycho killer, qu'est-ce que c'est, the question is posed in French. Psycho killer, what is this? As if the wholesome Norman Bates-type character is asking it of himself. What are these unspeakable urges that I'm having? In David Berkowitz's letters, the same could be said of Sam, when he claims that his father, the devil speaking through a neighbor's dog, made him commit the crimes. And the song continues. You start a conversation, you can't even finish it. You're talking a lot, but you're not saying anything. When I have nothing to say, my lips are sealed. Say something once, why say it again? Psycho killer, qu'est-ce que say? Better run away. The psycho killer character is exasperated, feeling disappointed with those who are hunting him. With the lyric, say something once, why say it again? One could infer a correlation to the many times that Berkowitz provided clues to crimes in his letters, even providing names of victims, and going on to include other bizarre names for himself, like the Wicked King of Wicker, which prompted police investigating the crime to have a screening of the 1973 horror film The Wicker Man to search for clues. And next in the song comes a verse sung entirely in French. And keep in mind, I don't speak French. Ce que j'ai fait ce soir-là, ce qu'elle a dit ce soir-là, réalisant mon espoir, je me lance vers la gloire. Okay. Which translates to what I did tonight, what she said tonight, realizing my hope or realizing my dreams, I spear to glory or I throw myself to glory. That's classic horror story stuff right there for you. The killer believes that he will be made more glorious by his crimes, made famous, which psychologists say that most serial killers revel in the thought of, that the crime will transport the perpetrator from being a neglected castaway in society to someone worthy of a headline. And the song continues as the music ramps up to a kind of tense fever pitch. We are vain and we are blind. I hate people when they're not polite. Psycho killer. Qu'est-ce que c'est? Better run away. The narcissism of the psycho killer, the vanity, the cunning, the single-mindedness, the criticism of others, detailed in just a few lines to end the song. The wrestling back toward the other side of his personality in every verse by asking in French, what is this of himself? And then, ultimately, always being on the run from his own mental illness and deeds, and from his captors. And you could also say that Better Run Away is a warning to his victims. David Byrne said that when he started writing this song, he was listening to Alice Cooper's Billion Dollar Babies album, and he thought it might be funny to do something from a killer's perspective, in the vein of Alice Cooper with a little Randy Newman thrown in, in his words. And it is an odd fact that Byrne somewhat resembles Anthony Perkins, who played Norman Bates in the movie Psycho, Weymouth's inspiration for her part of the song, the French stuff. The thin frame, the dark hair, and the piercing eyes, the neat appearance. In fact, 
This band of art misfits who did not have the money nor the inclination to sport the rock gear of their CBGB's brethren at the time, like the Ramones, managed to come across as menacing anyhow because of this song. Somehow, David Byrne standing in a tan suit on stage performing these lyrics made the band seem almost more dangerous than the leather-clad rockers in the audience. Add to that the timing of releasing a song that seemed to so closely mirror the thoughts of one of America's most feared killers, particularly in New York, was absolutely mesmerizing to fans. Psycho Killer made an appearance on the Billboard Hot 100 chart when it was released one month after Berkowitz was arrested, the only song on the Talking Heads debut album to do so. It is included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's 500 songs that shaped rock and roll, and they were inducted into the Rock Hall in 2002. Indeed, Psycho Killer became a funky new wave anthem of sorts, banging around in downtown clubs and increasingly on radio stations. This was the quirky, dark song that propelled the band to the top of the food chain in the MTV era that followed. A song rooted in the vaudevillian horror show of Alice Cooper, with a little Alfred Hitchcock thrown in, released on the heels of the arrest of a real-life boogeyman in New York City, became one of the Talking Heads' signature songs. And of course, it's a must for your Halloween playlist. One of the spookiest tunes in all of rock and roll. It fits right in as the days become shorter and the nights become longer. I'm Janda, and this has been Behind the Song. Special thanks to Christian Lane for the music you hear on this podcast. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Podcast One, or stream for free at WDRV.com, Behind the Song, or on the Drive app. Subscribe to the Behind the Song podcast on YouTube and see the video episode. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Jandalane Radio and on Twitter at Jandalane. On the way, another episode about lyrics for the Halloween season from Warren Zevon. And more episodes about the lyrics of classic rock and roll. Put the power of podcasting to work for your business. You can be part of Behind the Song and reach potential customers inside every episode. To advertise your product or service by sponsoring Behind the Song, send an email to podcast at hubbardradio.com now.